Production support for Soundbites is made possible by listeners and by Coffee by Design, growing a business committed to community and sustainability locally and worldwide. Coffeebydesign.com. Welcome to Soundbites, true stories told by local Mainers and nationally recognized storytellers. The themes are always changing, and the hosts are from all over the nation, but when you hear the name Soundbites, you're in for a unique storytelling experience. Soundbites is brought to you by Frontier Studios and made possible by the generous contributions of Allagash Brewing Company, Frontier, The Press Hotel, Toad Co., and by the listeners of Maine Public Radio. This week's stories were told live at One Longfellow Square in Portland, where the season four finale's theme was Unmasked. Here's today's host, retired talent agent and current seven-time Moth Story Slam champion, Sandy Marks. Next up is a far classier person than me. I want you to give a huge main welcome to Katie Phelan. So lately, I've been having this sort of glorious 21st century kind of guilt. And that would be guilt about reading. So when I was born, the first place my parents took me was the South Portland Public Library, seeding my deep respect for the written word and stunning facility for racking up overdue fines. When I move to a new town now, one of the first things that I do is get a library card. When I buy a new bag, one of my primary criteria is, is this big enough to hold my stuff and a book or two in it? And to be clear, my reading is not all high-minded, check-off, need to display this promptly on my desk so the world knows I'm reading it kind of material. My library checkout slips cover the waterfront. And the books on them have lifted me, humbled me, consoled me. I mean, I am a better person, a bigger person, for being a reader. But I have this guilt about reading, and the guilt comes down to the stillness of it. So if I'm reading in a coffee shop or an office space, the people around me are taking meetings, they're tapping away on laptops, they're zipping around like bees. And when we say busy as a bee, we do not mean that the bee is reading Dostoevsky with a mug of green tea. We mean that the bee is hustling as much pollen as it can from as many flowers as it can, as quickly as it can, which makes it valuable. Now, I know busy is a kind of status marker. And I know capitalism sells us a big whopping lie linking work productivity and our human worth. And I know, know, that reading, like quietness and contemplation, are essential for an existence that is meaningful and fulfilling and all that examined life razzmatazz. But I feel guilty when I'm reading, like I'm wasting my time because I'm not achieving, not doing something recognizably productive of the firing off emails, shaking loose new business, zipping from this to that varietal. Stuff that telegraphs to the world, people want my time. (laughs) Stuff that looks important and worthwhile. So one day, I get on a plane, I find my seat, I open my book. And I should say that my reading guilt diminishes significantly on planes because so many others are reading too. But the woman next to me is definitely not one of them. 
So while the plane is on the tarmac, she is on a call. She's talking trades, price fluctuations, changing markets. Her voice has the confidence of a five-star general. Her right hand punctuates her points with sharp, swift chops, like this lumberjack axing wood. Between chops, she mouths a drink order to the flight attendant, rearranges the seat to her liking, bangs out a few emails on her phone. And I, who had been sitting reading my library book, I'm starting to feel like a worthless sloth next to her. <laughs> You're not doing anything, Waylon, I say to myself. Get off your duff and make use of your time. <laughs> I put my book down, I pick my phone up, and I make a call. <laughs> to my mother. <laughs> who doesn't answer, which is fine because I don't really have anything to say to her. I text a friend about a coconut water I've been enjoying. <laughs> she texts back to say she doesn't like it. <laughs> I respond to an email that doesn't need a response. So I put my phone down, the plane is still boarding, and I can't really think of anything else to do. The woman next to me has probably renegotiated a contract with the United Nations since I sent my coconut water text. And there is this very special kind of irrelevant we can feel when we stack ourselves up against somebody doing such fast-paced, impressive-sounding work. And on that plane, next to that woman, I feel unimpressive and unnecessary. I mean, what are my library book and I doing to move the engines of commerce and industry forward? <laughs> the plane is done boarding. The flight attendants point to the exits and they put on their Velveeta-colored oxygen masks. The woman next to me hammers out a few more undoubtedly market-shifting emails. My inadequacy and I slump lower in our seat. We begin our acceleration down the runway. And this is where our plot takes a twist. So the woman next to me puts her phone down. She lifts the window shade up. She leans back in her seat. And she watches the view as we pick up speed. And I realize something for the first time. She is quite beautiful. In her stillness, I can see that she is whole, complete, lacking absolutely nothing. And her stillness has unmasked me. I am someone who wants, desperately wants, to be seen as important. Only I mistook busy for important and forgot that our worth is most evident when we are disloyal to the busyness of our times. The woman watches the sky turn lavender, orange, saffron. We are rising as the sun is setting. I pick up my library book, my old friend, and there is a special kind of power we can feel when we stop stacking ourselves up against each other and slow down enough 
to come home to our saffron sunset watching, library book reading, lacking absolutely stinking nothing selves. Thank you. So a little bit about Katie. Um, she's the founder, noter-in-chief of the Lightning Notes, a short daily post to help us move the world forward. Oh God, we need that. Okay, now prior to the Lightning Notes, Katie was a senior far foreign policy advisor in Congress. Holy moly. She co-founded a school in India. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Oh my God, with a community of lower caste musicians and raised pigs in Italy. She is a graduate of Brown University and is a member of the Brown Women's Leadership Council. This is a very smart person. She attended the Salt Institute for Documentary Studies, of course she did, where she co-founded the Salt Alumni Board. She is on the board of the Treehouse Institute, a member of the Portland Parks Commission, and a Truman Scholar from Maine. Give it up again! If you want to know more about today's storyteller, well, you're in luck. Let's join our host backstage, now in conversation with today's teller. Tell me, what's your most favorite or maybe your least favorite thing about being in Maine? Well, I live in Maine, and I would say probably my favorite thing at this very moment is the Portland Public Library. Wow. It is a special place. Um, and who would you most like to share the stage with? Oh, gosh. Um, probably about 79 people, but who immediately comes to mind would be George Saunders um, and Michelle Obama, nice. definitely. Michelle Obama, me too. And do you listen to yourself after you've told a story? And if you do, I mean, if you don't, why not? And, and if so, why? And how soon after you do a story do you, do you listen to it? So definitely not immediately. I would listen to it probably after there was a lot of space between having told and listening um, so that if there are things that I want to, I want to change. I'm actually have a little bit of distance from it so I can have a critical, constructively critical voice as opposed to just a critical voice of like, Oh, you tanked that one. Well, and, but it's like, Oh yeah, it would have been great if you could have done a little bit more pacing there, or um, maybe you want to sort of change that structure up a little bit. Okay. Um, tell us some nugget or detail that is connected to your story, but that won't be in it. That didn't make the final cut that didn't make the final cut. Well, I almost did a totally different story um, about a time that I shared way too much. But you're not gonna hear about that because that's not the story I'm telling today. Okay, okay, thanks a lot. Yeah. Thanks, Sandy. Soundbites is brought to you by Frontier Studios and made possible by the generous contributions of Allagash Brewing Company, Frontier, The Press Hotel, Toad & Co., and by the listeners of Maine Public Radio. Special thanks also to GWI and Downey's Pension Services. More information about Soundbites, including how to attend a live storytelling event, can be found online at soundbitesme.org. And of course, you can always hear more stories at mainpublic.org. Thanks for listening.